Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're here in beautiful San Juan, La Union in the northern Philippines. We're actually sitting here in a cabana in a beach house overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so for those of you watching the video version, you'll be able to see the beautiful view of the Pacific Ocean from our little bungalow here. Uh, we're here for our daughter's uh, sixth birthday, uh, so a big happy birthday to our daughter, Rianne, uh, who's celebrating six years old here in beautiful Philippines. And uh, as we're traveling, we love interviewing fellow digital nomads, fellow world travelers, fellow entrepreneurs. And I actually have a good friend of mine, David, who I've known for many years uh, from Vancouver, BC, Canada. We're both passionate dads, so we know each other through the both the dad circle, through uh, our uh, group called YBR Dads back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and also through the business and entrepreneur circle. And uh, him and his girlfriend, they've actually started an amazing company called Great Work Online. Uh, you can check it out at greatworkonline.com. And it's a website dedicated to uh, freelancing and outsourcing. Uh, so David's girlfriend's in the Philippines, and uh, uh, they outsource a lot of work from Western countries like uh, North America, Canada, US, and uh, Europe, and uh, Australia to the Philippines because the work's obviously much cheaper and the quality is just as good as you would have in a, a North America. Uh, so we're going to be interviewing uh, David and Pamela all about outsourcing. So this is a fascinating topic uh, for digital nomads, for travelers, because you can actually uh, obviously outsource stuff, plus you can actually work while traveling. So it's a very appropriate topic for our podcast and videocast. Uh, so David joining us from uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada, and uh, Pamela is joining us from uh, um, south of Manila in an area called Laguna. So uh, firstly, how are you guys doing over there in beautiful Vancouver and over there in Laguna today? Very good. Summer's finally arrived on the west Well, coast. it's good here and very hot summer here in the Philippines. And I also wanted to apologize. Hi, everyone. If we have any bad Wi-Fi, uh, because uh, life as a digital nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. This is one of the most frustrating parts of working online is uh, there'll be Wi-Fi issues, there'll be connection issues, there'll be stability issues, reliability issues, there'll be lagging issues, there might be uh, words that get disappeared into cyberspace. So apologies for the connection. Uh, but hey, we're in three different parts uh, of the world here. I mean, Pamela and me are both in the Philippines. And then, of course, we have David in North America. So uh, apologize in advance if we have any Wi-Fi issues, but hey, let's uh, roll with it because uh, li life as a digital man means you're going to have to face uh, Wi-Fi issues as you're traveling. So let's start with, uh, firstly, I want to find out about you guys before we get into business. I want to, I, I like talking about the personal before the professional. So how did you guys meet? What's your story? <laughs> I let you talk, David. All right. Um, we met very randomly online. Uh, we were both using the same online dating application and, and, and uh, very much by accident, although I really don't believe in accidents. Um, we met and uh, got to know each other over several months. And on an airplane for the first real trip of my life and flew to the Philippines. And that was uh, I guess about a year and a half ago. Uh, loved it there so much, and the wonderful woman that I met that uh, I was back again, and uh, we're busy planning uh, my next trip down there. I'm aiming to be there for uh, eight weeks 
my next trip. Sounds great. And this is something else David and I have in common. We both love Filipinos uh, in terms of, uh, you know, a dating or getting married to one. So my wife's actually from the Philippines and that's why we're actually here visiting her family up in this area, La Union. Uh, her mother and father are living here. So uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely something we both have in common. Our love for the Filipino country, the people, the culture, and of course, amazing women. Right, David? <laughs> So uh, you guys, you guys have turned your, to that. yeah, you guys have turned your romantic relationship into a business relationship. So tell us about your business. Uh, I know David, you also have your own business back in Vancouver, but uh, uh, maybe we can hear from Pam this time. Uh, when did you guys have this vision for uh, starting uh, your own uh, outsourcing company? Let's share a little bit with the origin story and the history. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is this is already my dream in you know having my own outsourcing business because I started in 2009 as a virtual assistant and being a virtual assistant in 2009 I worked my way up to becoming an SEO project man SEO slash project manager and then eventually I became the head of project management in a digital marketing company who put up a business here in the Philippines but most of the clients are in the US so I felt like I already established enough skills to run a business of my own, but this is my dream like five years, six years ago already. Um, I remember, I just want to share quickly, I remember when I was uh, being interviewed by an Australian client um, applying as the virtual, um, how do you see yourself five years from now? And I answered him, I will be your manager, and five years from now, I will have my own outsourcing company. And five years after that, I already have, I, I, was, I became his manager, his SEO slash project manager. And then five years after, I have my own outsourcing business. So actually, David was the one who pushed me, encouraged me to open this business. And then um, since that, since 2016, we established uh, Great Work Online in 2016. Uh, we put a system in, process, in, in place, a system and a process in, in place, and we have um, existing clients right now. And I think this is also the reason why we guys are talking because of, of Great Work Online. And it's, I've been, you know, we, I and David share the same vision and mission. We want to help, you know, business owners and I want to help my fellow countrymen to have jobs, you know, especially those moms who are, you know, who have kids and cannot be stagnant. They want to have a career. And I think working from home as a virtual assistant is an ideal job for moms at home. You know, you can have a career and at the same time have the, the time to your family as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing the history. Uh, I'd like to firstly define some of these terms. I mean, we use these terms quite a lot, but a lot of our listeners and viewers, they might not understand these terms. So let's firstly define them. What does it mean, uh, outsourcing? Define the term outsourcing and freelancing. Uh, you, whoever wants to take mm -hmm. it, David or Pamela, outsourcing and freelancing. Uh, 
Um, so outsourcing is essentially just the system or the, the process of taking a task off of your own plate as, a, as an entrepreneur, a small business owner, um, instead of hiring a physical employee uh, that you have vacation time and sick pay and all those things, um, you can outsource um, a specific task or a series of ongoing tasks where you might have a virtual assistant or virtual secretary working for you. Um, that's essentially outsourcing. Uh, freelancing is sort of the other side of that, is the human side of, of the people that you outsource tasks or jobs to. Um, they're in tasks of you know, IT specialists or graphic artists, web designers, um, and our our favorite one is the, the VA, the virtual assistant. It's, it's like having a physical employee without the physical part of it. Um, all your interactions with that employee are done by video conferencing, by text or chat, and uh, they're able to work in the background of your business um, just as effectively as somebody that's physically present. That's an awesome uh, definition. I like how you kind of uh, put both sides of the equation. Outsourcing is very much to do with the client. The client outsources, and the freelancer is the one who's actually doing the work. Uh, so let's talk about some of the tasks. Uh, so what tasks, uh, what services uh, would uh, a client outsource to a place like India, the Philippines, Asia, some of the cheaper parts of the world? Uh, what kind of tasks or services would somebody outsource? What are the top ones? Well, basically, um, business owners would like to get off their plate the administrative tasks because these are, you know, uh, these are repetitive tasks that business owners should delegate to someone. And that someone is the virtual assistant because we believe that a business owner is, you need to do what you're good at. And you're good at dealing with clients, building your business and generating sales and not doing you know, um, data entry stuff or, you know, any other admin stuff. So we, we um, business owner should, you know, delegate administrative tasks like data entry, calendar management. Um, some would outsource website design and graphic design. Right now, a lot of people are into social media, so they need like, maybe podcast image, cover image. Maybe they need um, Facebook post um, designed for them. So we offer this, this services, um, graphic design, website design, website development, people who need someone to manage their social media, uh, which is, you know, uh, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, someone who can constantly research contents for them and post them or schedule this content, Twitter, Instagram, name it. So we, we got people or virtual assistants to handle that for them. And uh, let's talk about some of the benefits. So 
uh, obviously there's this whole uh, go local, like a lot of people want to hire North American only or Canada, US or uh, US only, right? Some people have that kind of patriotism that they want to hire local only. And then some people just care, like, let's just get it the product cheap. And uh, they, they don't care about that whole local because we're living very much in a global economy nowadays. So maybe that, I know it's a kind of a, a little bit of a debatable topic. But what would you say are the benefits of going local versus going global? Doing it uh, through your own circle, locally, in your city, province, or country, or kind of outsourcing it to another part of the world. Uh, David, you want to touch on that? A little bit of a debatable topic. You know, quote, outsource things more locally within North America or within Canada, more specifically for me, is... Uh, uh, the lack of resources in America with the job skills that are willing to do, you know, smaller amounts of work. Um, most people we found in the North American market want steady, regular, part-time, or even full-time work, and they're not interested in working as a piece-by-piece -piece freelancer, um, or not interested in working, having a contract for working maybe one hour a day or two or three hours a day. Um, Philippines is a big, big draw for us, uh, for freelancers. Um, just the willingness of them to do work, do an hour a day's worth of work um, is very difficult to find that in North America. Uh, the other big thing that draws people to foreign um, freelancers, whether it's, it's in the Philippines or in South America or in India, is the cost. Um, work gets done in those areas for fractions of what um, people expect or need in North America in order to do a service. Um, you know, we're able to provide uh, VA work for social media, for scheduling, uh, um, tasks like that at, at a, a fraction of what it would cost you to hire somebody in North America to do the same thing. And even more so with graphic design, with web development, uh, with more technical skills, uh, there are people with the same as good or better skills outside of North America that are able and willing to work for. for awesome. And, uh, you know, there's obviously uh, not only benefits, there's obviously challenges and struggles and uh, pros and cons uh, with anything, uh, but also with outsourcing. So uh, maybe Pamela, you can touch uh, on uh, some of the, maybe the disadvantages or some of the struggles or challenges you've been doing this for a long time in terms of being a virtual assistant yourself and now running a company, outsourcing a freelancing company. Uh, so what have you found as some of the challenges uh, with working with clients, maybe in a different time zone? Or yeah. Yeah, walk us through some of the challenges or struggles you faced. I think, yeah, the, the biggest challenge I can say is the time zone. Because, like, for example, um, we do have clients in the Eastern time zone. We have clients in the Pacific time zone. We have clients in, in Australia. Um, we, we used to have a client in Central time zone. So, you know, the time zone working remotely, that is a big of a challenge. And I'm pretty sure you can relate to that, Ricky. Um, but the good thing about dealing with your remote team or your virtual assistant is that they are very flexible when it comes to time or having um, a client call with a U.S. client, for example. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, every business I think has a challenge. Um, working number one challenge is the time zone, but having an open communication, you can always resolve anything, you know, and you have to be open to, to suggestions and ideas. And now that we have the technology to, to check the time zone your clients are in, like we are using um, World Time Buddy. It's easy to, to know, okay, I'm going to have a meeting at, my client said in the US, I'm going to have a meeting at 10 a.m. his time. Then just go to World Time Buddy or whatever tool you, you have and check what time you're in in that time zone and then just make it happen. So there are challenges, but there there is also technology to help you overcome those challenges. Yes, there is indeed. I use World Time Buddy as well. And then uh, even on my iPhone, I have all of the different uh, time zones. Like I, I'm, I'm from Vancouver, so I have the, like, what time is it in Vancouver right now? What time is it in uh, Ottawa right now? What time is it in California, New York City, Chicago, uh, Europe, uh, Asia? So I'll have it like really accessible on my phone, all the time zones. And I found it quite challenging, uh, just like you mentioned, Pam. Um, because I am from North America yeah. and typically used to working, um, you know, Pacific Standard Time, Eastern Standard Time, and then everything in between. That's how my mind works. And all of a sudden, I'm on Philippine time, and I don't even know, uh, like, uh, you know, like uh, the, the, the difference. For my first few weeks here, I find it quite challenging. Uh, so it's been a struggle to adjust. I've been working <laughs> like uh, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m. I'm like, I'm ready to sleep, and I'm here working, and, you know, 9 p.m., 11 p.m., uh, you know, sometimes midnight. Because that's when uh, North America is getting up. Uh, and uh, sometimes it's like 12 hours time difference. Yeah. 15 hours. Like, for example, where David mm -hmm. uh, is, uh, to here in the Philippines, it's 15 hours. Uh, and then, like, um, you know, like, and there's a range, obviously, between, like, 12 to 15 hours. So, yeah, it's quite challenging. And uh, like you mentioned, the communication and maybe the internet, that's obviously another potential struggle. Maybe language to some degree. Uh, the great thing about uh -huh. the Philippines is everyone speaks a uh, perfect uh, Filipino, I uh, have a perfect English, uh, almost like English, yes. native level, native level uh, English. So there's no real uh, language barrier. So um, curious to know, like uh, pricing, uh, you know, a lot of people would have that question mm -hmm. about how much is it? I, I remember when. Yeah. So uh, I know with pricing, it's a, uh, it depends on so many factors, right? Depends on the experience, yes. uh, the freelancer, depends on the project. But uh, maybe you can give us a rough pricing. How does the pricing work when you're outsourcing from uh, the Western world to the Eastern world? Okay, yeah. Um, so if you're looking for a virtual assistant that needs to do like basics at administrative tasks, then that could range from $7 to $10 or $12, depending on the skills of the virtual, the, the virtual assistant. So more complex um, workload or task or project for the virtual assistant, then that could range from $10 to $15 really depending on the skills of our clients as much as we want to to you know work around the client's budget right 
So if they are asking based on this um, X amount of hourly rate, because it's based on their experience, then of course we need to, to match the virtual assistant to a client that is within their budget, you know? But like they always say, you get what you pay for. If you want a quality service, then don't expect to pay a dollar an hour type of, you know, work. Do you have anything to add, David? No, just that, uh, you know, the whole quality thing, which is, is no different in any market in the world. Here in North America, if you want to hire somebody at minimum wage, year, year 25 or whatever dollars an hour, and that translates through to freelancers from wherever they are in the world. Um, you know, friends of mine are people that I know that have done, done outsourcing and they've hired VAs from different parts of the world for, you know, two and three and $4 an hour and not had very positive experiences with that. They, they're finding they don't have the computer skills or the computer equipment. Um, they don't have the communication skills that what they're looking for. Um, and we like to, as Pam said, we like to match our freelancers with the client who's doing the outsourcing to make sure that the skills that that person has are going to match what the person hiring them is looking for. Uh, we want to make sure they have um, in order to effectively do the job and not need to be constantly supervised and having to redo work because of, of, of issues like that. Right. Great insights, great insights into the whole pricing. Uh, I'm also curious about the fear factor. Um, I've been outsourcing for the last six years and I've had overall uh, pretty good, uh, you know, uh, knock on wood, uh, cross my fingers, I don't have problems in the future, but I've had good uh, freelancers I worked with uh, in, over the last six years. But there are a lot of people even in 2018 who have never ever outsourced anything outside of North America. And this fears, right? Fears of like, uh, what if they steal my money and nothing happens? What if they do a terrible job? And some people have control freaks or perfectionists, right? They want things done perfectly or as good as possible, right? So um, how would you address the whole fear factor when it comes to outsourcing? The fear factor is actually because I was the poster child for the fear factor. Um, and help manage it, I was very reluctant to allow a freelancer into my business world. Um, and it was a lot of pushing and prodding from Pam for me to finally give up control of some things. Um, with the industry I'm in, it's, it's highly regulated, so there's a lot of activities that I can't outsource. Uh, but what I did finally, my, my first little test was um, some social media management. And it was something that I knew how to do, I had this skill. I was trying to post regularly on social media and I was getting maybe one or two days a week, uh, uh, maybe three weeks out of the month. And since I've outsourced that activity to somebody, my post, the quality of my posting has gone up exponentially. My graphics are professional. Uh, the content is right up to date and is, is dead on to what I'm wanting. And it's getting done pre-scheduled for me five days a week. I don't have to think about it anymore. So I get the fear factor, 
but at a certain point you have to, as an entrepreneur, you have to give up some control over everything. You're limiting yourself as a business person if you want to do everything. And if you're reluctant or scared about it, just start with baby steps. And uh, now I have complete confidence in, in the VA that I work with her just because we built that rapport and that trust in our relationship. Yeah, I think most entrepreneurs have those uh, hats. We uh, wear yeah. multiple hats, especially at the beginning when you're first starting your business, you might not have a budget to outsource. Uh, so you start doing the hats and then they start say, okay, I can finally let go of that one hat, the social media hat. Then let me let go of the editing hat or the graphic design or the website design hat. And then all of a sudden that leaves you less hats, <laughs> less weight, less stress, and um, better work because you're hiring someone who's much more skilled than you are to do the task. And that leaves you free to actually focus on your strengths and your personal skills. Sure. I'm a big advocate of uh, uh, what we're talking about here. So final question here, guys. I'm uh, curious to know, what's your vision for your company? Uh, so right now you've been working um, you know, um, with several clients over the last few years. Tell us about your big picture. I love uh, hearing about what's your vision for the future in terms of life, uh, business, uh, you know, your projects. Uh, uh, in 2018 and beyond, uh, let's uh, talk big. What's your big vision? Yeah, actually, we have a lot of, you know, when I and David are, you know, talking about the business, we have so many ideas. And we need to, you know, list all these ideas down to be sure that, you know, in the future, we're going to make them happen. So one thing that we, we did make it happen this week is that I've launched, uh, we've launched a Facebook group, um, basically just for the clients to educate them, you know, business owners, um, entrepreneurs, to educate them why do they need to outsource and what are the benefits of outsourcing. So that is one. And um, we have tons of ideas, uh, David. Um, I can't think of anything right now, but, but the thing is that we want to penetrate, you know, the market, if not worldwide, at least, you know, start from where David is in Canada and my connection in the U S. Um, so maybe start from there and start with people that we already know and nurture and take care of our existing clients because, I believe that when clients, they will be your number one uh, marketing. You know, they will, you know, refer you to people. So that's our, our main goal right now is to take care of them and do a lot of marketing, just like what we're doing right now. Just spread the word and let the people know that Great Work Online is here to help business owners um, be successful in, this, in their business. You know, help them get off some administrative tasks off their plate and just focus on, on their business in dealing with their clients and making their business grow because that is what they're good at dealing with clients and not doing data entry stuff. 
Awesome. Well, it's great to have you guys on the show. Uh, to conclude here, uh, I know a lot of our listeners and viewers might be interested in hiring you guys for outsourcing services, or there might be even some people are, uh, wanting to um, become freelancers under your company. Uh, so what's your website, social media? What's the group? How can people mm -hmm. find it? How can they connect if they have follow-up questions, which we did not cover on this interview? Uh, tell us about how all the ways that people can connect. Yeah, they can check us online. Um, we have a website. Just type in www.greatwork on search for Great Work Online. We have, um, um, I have a LinkedIn. You can search for Pam Formentilia. We also just launched a company profile on LinkedIn. Just look for Great Work Online. And the Facebook group for business owners is the virtual assistance CEO so I call I call ourselves the virtual assistance CEO just just search for that uh, without the apostrophe s so just one word the virtual assistance CEO and we will catch you there there will be a lot of fun um, going on there um, in the next coming days so we hope to see you there Awesome. Uh, thank you for all your insights. It was a very in, in, insightful interview uh, about a very important topic for our day and age, this whole area of the global economy and outsourcing between countries, between individuals, between time zones. It's becoming more and more common in this day and age that we live in. So uh, I was super glad to have you guys as guests and I look forward to connecting soon. Uh, and I'll have those links below uh, to those uh, websites and uh, to the social media as well. So uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, they'll be on the iTunes show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be right in the YouTube description. So thank you, everyone. Uh, definitely connect with uh, Pamela and David, uh, Pam and Dave, and also connect with us on our Daddy Blogger World Tour as we travel around the Philippines and beyond at daddyblogger.com. And thanks, thanks everyone for this episode. And we'll catch up with you in the next one. Happy travels.